You know, most meetings, uh, whether it be a four-hour meeting or a retreat or a three-day uh, off-site meeting, usually begins with what they call an icebreaker, where the intention is to get people kind of focused in the room, take out the distractions, and you know what? Oftentimes, they totally miss the mark. If I get asked one more time, if I were an animal, what kind of animal would I be and why? I'll tear my hair out. Well, Joyce and I have what we think is the antidote to small talk, and it's called large talk questions. And it's an exercise that's usually done in pairs where a team builds curiosity, builds relatedness, and really kind of sets the path for a productive conversation to follow. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, 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 Bobby. Hey, 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 Joyce. Good morning. Good morning. So, first, I have a couple of things on my mind. So, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna do one, and then we'll jump into a theme for the day. Sure. I want to remind people <laughs> who listen that we are doing this to support bold action positive action in a time of real tumult. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's true. We are in turmoil and we want to support change agents, HROD people working in an environment where um, it's hard to make the change or to do the boldest work. So we are here as a think tank, as a safe place, as idea generation, as realistic assessment of a situation. We want to help you, and we do offer, and we forget to say it, half-hour consultations. So you can bring a dilemma to the table, and we will work with you for no charge for a half-an-hour consultation. Okay, there. We forget to say that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's well, uh, well done. And not that I need to add, you know, when I look at what's happening in the world and how frayed uh, our culture is in terms of tearing people apart and the sense of community has become polarized. Uh, if ever there's a place for OD to step up and step into, it's, it's not only uh, into that space, but with a community similar to what you and I are trying to cultivate. Yep. And um, because and my son mentioned something to me, he said, you guys have so much wisdom and you have so much fun. Do you think people realize how much wisdom you have? And I went, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got more uh, but I, hey, play and fun and informality grows great organizations. So there. Well, there's another aspect because I've heard the same thing. Hey, should you be a little more serious? The bottom line is we tell people, come on in, grab a snack, welcome. This is like an oasis and laughter and entertainment and amusement is literally such a restorative force. So if you just get here and laugh and go away with one little nibble, uh, we've done our jobs. Well, you know, laugh at us. <laughs> we laugh don't at us. <laughs> Everyone else does. 
So yes, we have a lot of wisdom and yes, we have a lot of fun and we try to make sure that every uh, segment you go away with either a new idea or a new dilemma or a new approach. So today, am I setting this up? You're setting it up, Joyce. You're doing great so far. Okay, blah. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> no, it's fun to offer a, a, something concrete. And this is a warm-up to be done when a group is meeting for maybe two or three days. It's um, not trivial, but it's a play on small talk. And these this is big talk or large talk. And it is a series of questions that we ended up putting on things that looked like a martini glass or a bowl of nuts or so like cocktail talk, but not small talk, large talk. And here's how it was used. There was um, two ways. There was a bowl of questions and you would partner with somebody and one would uh, ask, each would ask a question that they had drawn out of the bowl of the other. And then we would ring a bell and people would find a new partnership, new duo, and new questions. It can also be done by the, in the front of the room with the facilitator asking one question and people in two answering that one question and then being told, okay, move on to a new partnership. It's easier. The first method is kind of organic and the second is more guided. So it depends on your group. Was that clear enough? I, I think it was very clear. And I'll, I'll give you a distinction. Uh, when I think about the one that's a little more structured, uh, sometimes yeah. uh, there's a reason you're meeting and there's something in the room in the organization. So you can actually tower the big talk questions to meet uh, what needs to be uh, talked about. So, no, I thought you did a great job. And, um, and you if know, not, let me know. Let us know. Well, let, let us <laughs> and we'll laminate. We'll laminate this. <laughs> you know, the the real gift, I think, at a personal level, I'll speak for myself, having been through this, is that you're asked questions that are not typically asked of you, and so that curiosity literally takes you to a place about yourself and inside your head that makes you think in a way that otherwise you wouldn't. So there's not only sharing, but there's also, I think, a lot of self-discovery. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've, so I love them. I've done it on day two when it felt too profound too soon or too intimate. And actually, I've done it with a group where I would have thought they would hate it, but I was in that mood where you get in to say, hey, I planned it, we're going to do it. If it goes down the drain, it goes down the drain. <laughs> so, <laughs> And not not that it ever does. Um, it never so, does. I, I I was going to push back. I've never seen this not work. Yeah, me too. Uh, maybe you have. Uh, I mean, it's it creates community. It creates relatedness. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it literally sets the stage like a climate setter for the conversation that follows. So, so how do we want to, we're going to give you the questions and why don't you ask me one and, and we'll answer short. I, we'll have to watch our time, but I don't want to just watch our time. questions. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to start uh, okay. with what would happen if you let yourself be lazy? 
I felt myself relax when you said that. I would, I love my bed. I would get in my clean bed with flannel sheets and flannel pajamas, like like a board where you used to <laughs> So I'm like Velcro. I can't turn over. It's flannel on flannel with coffee, mm. something sweet. And I would, and it would be daytime, and I'd stay in bed reading or snoozing mm. the whole day. Mm. Now, I'll ask you one. Um, what is your safe, happy place? Oh, um, oh, I have an answer. Is, well, I want to hear yours. No, is <laughs> you know, we are my wife and I were fortunate, uh, with the family to have a home at the beach, and uh, we've been there for 12 years, and you know, I can find joy and happiness in almost any place. But when I'm there, uh, I transform into uh, just total being at ease and being calm and feeling at peace and wanting to get related. Uh -huh. So Ooh. I don't know whether it's the the ocean, just the laid back atmosphere. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my safe, happy place. Mm. How about you? You said you had one. Mine is on the front porch on the side porch mm -hmm. in a place where I always sit in the morning with coffee, looking out at, um, I forget what kind of tree it is when the blossoms are all pink. It becomes a bower, and it's where I've done my meditation and my uh, writing of the book, I Pray Anyway, Devotions for the Ambivalent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Can I, ask, can I ask you another large talk question? Sure. Okay, um, and I want you to think in the context of when you're on the executive committee. Um, where and what is the strength in this group? I thought you were going to say, where was my strength? <laughs> actually, I, wanna, I, I actually want to ask that, so I'm going to change it, which I think is part of the rules. If you read a question, it's it's suggestive, but if you have a... Uh, a, a little bit of a twist to it. So, yeah, I want to know, as you looked at your role on the executive committee, what did you see as your strength and where did it show up? I remember I had a dual role. One was as a member to discuss the selling of a supermarket chain and the other was to watch and do some facilitation. And I usually would announce what, what role I was in. Um, I brought, first of all, I was the only woman. I brought the importance of words and how they were used. Uh, this, and the strength of the group was stamina. Now I'm switching to the strength in the group. Stamina, knowledge of the business, uh, enjoying the business, um, creativity. Hmm. Even when they were at, we were at odds, there was a lot of humor and teasing and, and yeah. goodwill. As the CEO said, you drive me crazy at the table, but I would love to go on a vacation with any one of you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, st I'll stop there. You know, Joyce, I, I, I said this about our last guest, and uh, I would also say a strength for you is you were 
a so talented irritant, meaning you could ask the question, you could uh, make an observation that literally just opened up the room to, for rich dialogue. Yeah. You're up to some, what, what do they call it? You're up for, you always were up for some good trouble. Oh yeah. Let's make some good trouble. Yep. All right. Here's what, and then we're going to have to just share some of these. Cause are you watching the time? Yeah, because uh-huh. we're we're going to make a we're we're going to make a one time offer at the end of our podcast today. So yeah, let's oh, do a cool. couple more. All right. Um, why do you like power? <laughs> uh, well, first, um, I I do like power, um, and I like I like it. And so I'm going to weave in what I think is an Achilles heel for me. Um, one of my tendency is, is to over own either a situation, an issue, a circumstance. So I know that about me. There are things that are within my lotus of control that, that I own. But a lot of times what's happening across the broader organization, I take a higher sized uh, burden and feel that it's mine. And I like power because I can then exert some influence, be in control uh, to come up with a resolution. Yeah. The power um, to do something, yeah, to do with as opposed to do to. Um, Oh, it's your turn. (laughs) Well, and and I'll just add, if I were honest, it's because I like getting what I want, and I've that to me that's a learning edge for me because that's not always the best uh, circumstance. Okay, um, so here's my last one for you: What is sacred to you? <laughs> I thought he was going to say, "What's your favorite candy?" Um, small talk. Yeah. What is sacred to me? I have an odd response and it just came up. So I'm going to give it learning. Hmm. Uh, reading. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say learning. Oof, that surprised me. I thought I'd say family. Yeah, no, learning, learning. There you have it. And I've been a teacher learner, you know, proud learner, humble teacher all of my life. So learning. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is a uh, listener alert. I said earlier about there's some self-discovery. And I think you just gave a great demonstration of that. Not that you didn't always see it there, but the fact that that was first. No, and it it, it took the question to pop it out. I would have. I started yeah. to go through stillness, solitude, the mystery of being born. No, learning. And if I had to make a subtitle, it'd be books. Yeah. So here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to ask you to uh, give our listeners a challenge, and that would be: What would you think? and suggests that they use this exercise uh, with? What are good places to interject? I know you talked about how you used it. What would you tell our listeners? What would be some ways to, to get your toe in, 
in the water. I really um, like it when you want to get the molecules moving in a group and putting, because then they're putting out enough energy and enough realness that you begin to create uh, connections without even knowing it. So I slightly prefer it for group or team development. But I think it would, and I think it's fine. Like we were doing one-on-one. So even, you know, we used to do a lot of third-party facilitation. It'd be be kind of an interesting intervention and a little bit brave to say, before we start the fight, (laughs) 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 before I become the the, um, referee, let's all answer a couple questions to set the table to remember that we are human. We are human here together, more alike than not. And we've got an irritation going. Let's let's ask a few questions for connection. And I know, you know, they would look at me and go, "Oh, Joyce." And I'd say, "Yeah, we're going to do that. Going to be helpful." And then they would, you know, love it. So that's one one idea. Yeah, I definitely, I, uh, I definitely would use it in interviews. Oh, I I love it. Uh, yeah, it it, it kind of gets the person. Yeah. Hopefully at ease. Uh, yeah, and say, so, you know, we, we, we do small talk to get comfortable, and we avoid big talk. Well, what the heck? You'll be surprised. Well, we're going to start with large talk. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Can I? Yeah, I. so I'm going to share. I know I asked the question, but as you were uh, telling the audience, uh, I wish I'd had this. Um, I'm on the board of uh, ICF International Coaching Federation, our local chapter, and being kind of the OD person, I was asked to facilitate a retreat. So setting the stage, we had some carryover board members, and we had new board members. And in both cases, th- there wasn't a real good understanding of the people in the room. And if you're new, you're kind of tentative. And if you're old, you're saying, gosh, I miss this person. I would have loved to have this uh, yeah. to like start out the, you know, in a strategy session, you're going to get to the business. You're going to talk about the year ahead and what you hope and see happening. But to create some connectedness, I don't think there's any better way. And I like the one-on-one and then maybe at the end have a community sharing. What did you learn about someone else in the room? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish and I wish I used it. Yeah, and the business part is we are creating comfort (laughs) that we are indeed people first and we are going to be, and we need to have enough connection to feel connected and safe enough to give strong opinions. That's why we're doing this. Absolutely. I'm in. That's done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, do you want to give the one-time offer or would you like me to? I would uh, like you to. I think I mentioned it at the beginning. You, well, you did. Um, I did, and we talked about it. <laughs> so uh, we would like to offer our listeners an opportunity to get the list uh, that uh, Joyce described of the large talk, big talk questions. And the way that you get them is to email either Joyce or myself. You can email me at bob 
at, and all one word, Live Oak Leadership. Uh, or actually, I have to change that. Bob at LiveOakCoach.com. So Bob at LiveOakCoach, one word, dot com. And I'm glad to have you receive the requests. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At the moment, I've been told my computer computer needs to be reformatted it's such a mess <laughs> so well so remember that bob at liveocoach.com uh, and i think our work is done here joyce i think we leave them with one more question let, let oh boy oh, and no no we're not going to answer it we're not going to answer it no no answer no answer yeah what new is happening inside of you what new is happening inside of you See you next week. Adios, everyone. You know, I hope you liked today's podcast because Joyce and I, we've kind of made a commitment to go into our files. I mean, talking vanilla folder files and find those exercises, those things that we did in HR and OD that seem to work again and again and again and tools that we want to share with you, our listeners. So stay tuned. And until the next time, be well and be safe. Don't forget, if you want a list of our large talk questions, email me at bob at liveoakcoach, one word, dot com. Have a great week.